Welcome back, everybody, to the Grow Flow podcast, where we bring you the best information, interviews, and insights to manage, scale, and grow your licensed cannabis business. My name is Joe Stolte, and I'm joined by Travis Steffen. And today, we are going to talk about the uh, Moab bomb that the Washington <laughs> State Liquor and Control Board uh, just dropped into the marketplace. So, Travis, yeah. what just happened? So... It's early days and we don't have all the facts yet, but what we know so far is that Washington state believes that they're likely going to move away from leaf data, uh, as a reporting platform. Um, their contract comes up to expire. I believe usually they have to renew every year or some sort of cadence around that, that, that sort of thing. Um, and so the soonest something that could happen is probably December. The latest something that would happen would probably be this coming June. Um, so there's a, a window of time to prepare, but what we believe so far, based on what we have heard, is that the state, rather than switching to a new state traceability system, uh, they're opting to do what we at GrowFlow call standalone, meaning they dictate what needs to be submitted and how it needs to be submitted. In all likelihood, it would be some form of spreadsheet submission process on a, a predefined cadence they would govern what needs to be submitted and how frequently um, and in what ways that submission would need to take place. But the reason for this sort of thing is just the the B2G software as a whole right now is pretty unstable for... Yeah, let, let's, let's play the tape back because yeah. Washington was obviously one of the first markets to go legal. Yep. And so uh, walk everybody through where did they start you know, in terms of the first sort of mm -hmm. B2G system, how do yep. they get to leave and why do you think they're doing what they're doing? Yeah. So Washington at first was on Biotrack as a reporting tool and they were on that for a while. And eventually Biotrack lost that contract to Leaf Data, which is owned by MJ Freeway, now known as Akerna. Um, Biotrack now is public as, or was public as Helix, now is public as Forian on NASDAQ both public companies and both vying for the same 50 states, basically. Um, so Biotrack was unable to retain the contract uh, with Washington State for a variety of reasons. Um, and so Leaf Data through Akerna won that contract and has been in that seat now uh, as the contract provider in, in Washington State for, I'd say going on three years-ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. And um, in that time, that's, you know, there have been varied degrees of success and failure through the eyes of the regulators, I imagine. I'm speculating because I'm not in the rooms with them, um, but I would imagine that you know some of the licensees have complained, some of the, the governing body has complained you know, with the stability of the system and so forth. Um, but GrowFlow as a whole was a platform as a service over top of both of them. Uh, we also service markets that are what we call standalone with no unified traceability system that everyone has to use to report into the government. Um, and we've done that fairly successfully in several states. Uh, but what does tend to happen when there's some sort of an announcement of this kind is it shakes up the operations of everybody in the market. And for a while, there's paralysis, there's uncertainty, there's fear, not knowing what's going to happen and how to plan for it. it does throw a little bit of a monkey wrench into everyone's plans. Yeah, 100%. So we're going to get to what we think you should be doing about this, whether you're in Washington or not, 
right? Because this kind of thing is going to keep happening. Um, mm -hmm. So let's talk about like what's going on in Oklahoma and why not metric, right? Because right? like it seems to be the case that metric is taking over as the compliance sort of system of record for the governments, state level governments, mm -hmm. and more and more jurisdictions. Um, however, they're you know. Washington was like, hey, you know what? We're, we're going to go to spreadsheets. We're just going to yeah. skip over the metric option. Like, why, why do you think that is? Well, metric is w winning the race right now, um, you know, in terms of the number of state contracts they have. That's the primary way they transact business. Uh, Leaf data, as you know, under Akerna, Akerna does a lot of different things at the same time. And Biotrack does a lot of different things at the same time. Um, so the only thing that metric does is they sell their software to the government and then the operations are mandated to buy these RFID plant tags. And that's how they make money. Now, unfortunately, that becomes incredibly expensive for the licensees in Oklahoma, where you've got a free market uh, license structure where they have, I think, 12,000 licensees right now. Very low barrier to entry, very inclusive process, uh, very cheap for entrepreneurs to get started. Um, but as a result, when it was announced that metric was going to come to Oklahoma, uh, a lot of licensees got together and pushed back. And they said, this is going to ruin our economics because of the, the um, free market licensure in the state. Margins are already very thin because it's basically like perfect competition almost. And, and the bulk flour has gotten more or less commoditized. Um, so because of that, we can't afford to add plant tags over and above what we already spend. So it forced a lot of people out of business. It made a lot of people afraid. Um, and they got together and they decided to file a class action lawsuit. Um, and that lawsuit has been ongoing and there's been um, a restraining order against metric and the state uh, for those reasons, which you know has basically been in, in effect since late April. Um, and as of right now, I'm not aware of any change to the status of, of that particular case. Uh, but the licensees want to be able to do business. They want to be able to make money. They want to be kind of left alone, more or less, as long as they submit the necessary data to the government. They don't want to be told how to do it. Now, as Growflow, we more or less don't care uh, in what way, you know, these things have to be submitted we just want to have a decision made so we can guide our customers accordingly because otherwise if we have nothing to tell them they're going to be confused they're going to be afraid they're going to be paralyzed they won't want to make decisions so they're not yeah. going to invest in new infrastructure and and your earlier you mentioned hey you know when these switches happen you know the tendency on behalf of the operator is to go into like analysis paralysis or to pause and to hold mm -hmm. things back and let it disrupt their business i mean what we saw with what's still happening in Oklahoma, I mean, there was a ton of chaos from, all right, we're making the switch over to metric. Just kidding, there's this lawsuit, let's pause. Do we roll it back? Do we push it forward? Um, that caused a lot of pause, frustration, confusion, just noise in the machine of trying to already run a business in a highly competitive marketplace. Yeah. So maybe talk a little bit about what we saw in Oklahoma and tell me, you know, do you think we're going to see something similar potentially in Washington with what's going on here? Yeah. Oklahoma is a little bit of a, a different situation because it's a medical um, program and it's a newer program in comparison. So a lot of people are trying their luck. Uh, there are, there's a lot lower population in the state in comparison to Washington state. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's a, a lot of ways that people can cat like capitalize on the green rush. Uh, because the the lower 
barrier to entry. Now in Oklahoma, a couple of things were true. There were there was one contingency of operations that did not want to get on metric for economic reasons. It was too much of a hassle. They didn't have enough time. It was expensive. All these different things were true. On the other side of the token, there was a cohort of operators that very much welcomed metric because they were already investing in compliance. And because of a lack of the ability for enforcement to occur and inspections to occur uh, based on the previous system, um, these people were wanting people to do things right and they wanted they wanted to get the black market out. Um, so they were welcoming that change. And then there were a lot of people there in the middle who just were waiting to be told what to do. And all three of those cohorts effectively could not plan what was about to happen. They couldn't invest in any decisions uh, because they're just be they were waiting to be told what to do from Big Brother. Yeah, and um, you know it, we we unfortunately had nothing that we could tell them beyond what we would what we would be able to find on on the internet and a lot of the backroom conversations that we were trying to have with the state and with uh, the various you know attorneys in the state that were you know in in the courts and whatnot. None of that was confirmed, so yeah. we couldn't exactly go and say, "Hey, here are the rumors that we're hearing that are unofficial." Uh, so it was frustrating for us too. I mean, it still is because we wish we had something to tell them that was concrete and certain. Yeah, I mean, it creates a certain amount of chaos because if I want to be operating compliantly and you've now changed the rules and then changed the rules again mm-hmm. and you haven't said, oh, by the way, we're going to give you a hall pass for maybe being out of compliance on certain things as a result of this, like the operator, the business owner can't not have increased anxiety, stress, frustration because of it. Um, that being said, so going back to what's going on in Washington, um, what do you think, how do you think that operators in Washington should be thinking about this? Like how should they be approaching it? Having just mm-hmm. gone through what we saw in Oklahoma, which as you've pointed out, it's a totally different market. It has its own unique characteristics. But mm-hmm. now that uh, like if I'm a Washington operator, cannabis business owner, and I'm hearing this, how, what's the right way you think to approach this mm. from, a, from a mindset and a business strategy perspective? Yeah, first things first, if you're not using Growflow today, the first thing I would tell you is get organized because if you aren't leaning on Leaf Data to just do what Leaf Data tells you to do in the way that they tell you to do it, in all likelihood, you are going to have an elevated amount of responsibility to do these things in the right ways um, or you could risk your licensure, you could risk fines, you could risk licensure revocation, you could risk risk other penalties and sanctions and so forth. Um, so I would say number one, get organized. Uh, number two, if you want to get on a third party platform that is agnostic to the state system, it would probably be a good time to do so because you're covered either way. You can either use that that third party system like Growflow. Uh, to report into Leaf Data, and then when the time comes that the government decides that they don't want that to be their system of record, then a platform like Growflow would report it in the way that the government would mandate. Um, so, so those are two things that operations can do today to just use as an insurance policy. Just get organized and get on a third-party platform. Stop using Just Leaf if you're using Just Leaf. Um, and also maybe consider uh, if you're using a, a third-party ERP, if you're a larger operation, um, start to think about what that might mean for you. Uh, because if that 
particular platform is right now custom configured and your team has geared it towards specifically Leaf, you might be in trouble because you would then, would then have to invest higher amount of money to reconfigure it. And um, who knows exactly what you have to do at that time. Yeah, 100%. I think maybe there's a third thing, which I'll add, which is anytime you have this kind of outside disruption to the way that you do business, and you're going to have to maybe make some changes to your systems, to your process, to whatever, look for the silver lining. Like where inside of having to change your process, can you actually make things more efficient now that you're being forced to effectively? Yeah. Where can you look to like throw away parts of the way that you do business that quite frankly, weren't serving you? You have to change anyway. So maybe, you know, there's some things you needed to change, but you were putting it off because it was just too painful or frustrating, or you're waiting for another day. Well, the day might be here for you if mm -hmm. that's you. Yeah. Uh, so definitely be using this as an opportunity to upgrade and just yeah. think if I have to make these changes, what, what are the best possible solutions I can put into place? Whether that's a better business process, a better way of doing business, a better piece of software, a better set of partners to bring it to the table to help me navigate these changes, but also to take my business to the next level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. Crazy times we're living in. And I Indeed. think this is important. Like even if you're not in Oklahoma or you're not in Washington, we're just in the early days of this industry. I know mm. everyone's talking about federal legalization and how do we get ready for that and trade routes and all the banking and the whole bit, but like, we're not there yet. No. And we're so not there yet that we have these changes at the fundamental level of the way that the, the business is, is organized around compliance that are still shifting. Yeah. You know, you look at a, a market like Washington, it's one of the oldest, most stable cannabis markets in the United States. So for this to happen, anything is possible in your state. Oh yeah. So be ready. And this may seem a little self-serving, but like having the right partners around you to help you navigate these things can, can turn them from a catastrophe into an opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, and the last thing I would say is check in with your team because if they're watching the news and you don't have some sort of messaging out to your team today, if you're in Washington state, um, you know, have a conversation with them, even if it's, Hey, we're aware of this, we're going to keep our eyes on it. You don't have to worry about it. We'll let you know if there's anything to do differently, but just so everyone knows, like, this is something that we might have to introduce some changes to just knowing that you're on top of it, um, is going to do a lot to quell any anxiety that they may have or anything on, along those lines, because any uncertainty can breed speculation and without clarity from management, the speculation can kind of turn into this weird game of telephone that will morph into, you know, suddenly your employees might be thinking, oh my God, are we going to go out of business? And no, of course not. This has nothing to do with our demand. But uh, th that sort of thing can morph into some sort of a weird monster if you don't get ahead of it. Yeah, 100%. And look, whether you're, if you're a customer of GrowFlow, definitely reach out to us immediately. Like our mission on this planet is to be the most helpful company in cannabis, whether you're our customer or not. But if you're our customer, reach out to us. This is uh, old hat to us. You know, mm -hmm. we've helped navigate from BioTrack to Leaf. We've helped navigate, you know, uh, before metric, to metric, then back off metric in Oklahoma. You know, mm -hmm. this is- this And is in California. What, and in California. This is what we're here to do is to help you keep your business going and thriving through stuff like this. If you're not with GrowFlow, even if you don't want to buy from us, reach out to us, podcast at growflow.com. And we could hook you up with somebody on our team. We have to make a plan to help our customers in Washington anyway, of which we have many, many. Um, you know, we'll, we're happy to share that plan with you. Uh, we just want to be helpful. We want to serve the marketplace. So reach out to us, podcast at growflow.com. Uh, we want to help everybody deal with this transition and, and better understand how they can navigate this as it's impacting their business. 
And uh, yeah, we just want to want to be helpful. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts would be um, this is an evolving situation. We've just heard about this being a possibility within the last few days. There's by the time you see this, there might be new news out there. So um, keep an eye on uh, you know on on the news and keep an eye on. I mean, if you need to to write into Growflow support or anything like that and ask questions, you know, our team is happy to share whatever we know at that given time. Um, but, but definitely just keep an eye on things as they evolve and don't see this particular episode as like, this is exactly what's happening because we're just sharing what we know today. Yep. hundred percent. And as always reach out. And, uh, if you like what you heard today and you think that other people need to hear this, definitely leave a review, rate us on the podcast platform that you're listening or watching this on and share it with a friend. Send this to somebody that needs this information, uh, that wants to level up their business and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.